Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, the expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Filming sites from Pee-wee's Big Adventure are paying their respects to the passing of Paul Rubens. If you remember in the movie, Pee-wee goes to the Alamo in Texas after a fortune teller falsely tells him his bike is there in the basement. While the Alamo posted a statement saying, quote, since 1985, not a day has passed without visitors consistently inquiring about the location of the basement of the Alamo. Uh, the tradition owes its origins to the comedic acting of Mr. Paul Rubens. We are immensely grateful for his un- con- unforgettable contribution to Alamo pop culture. However, we can confirm that while there is not a basement at the Alamo Church, uh, there is one next door under the gift shop. Okay. So may he rest in peace. Uh. By the way, buy something before you leave. <laughs> Another scene from the movie features a large T-Rex sculpture from the Cabazon dinosaurs in Southern California. Mr. Rex was repainted to wear the iconic gray suit and red bow tie with a red heart and a Pee-wee's uh, name on his belly. For those interested in seeing uh, their Pee-wee tribute, it'll be up until October 30th. In case you want to go up to uh, California for uh, uh, sure. some time. No, none of the movie theaters are running a special, a Pee-wee special? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Buy a bucket of popcorn with a hole in the bottom? Uh yeah, I guess she could. <laughs> little uh, who wants? Is that where they put the butter on the bottom of the popcorn? Yeah. Extra butter on the bottom, please. We, we had this, Bax and I had this conversation the other day because they were like, "Oh, you're eating your movie popcorn all wrong." Have the guy at the counter put the butter in first, and I'm like, "What for lube? Like, what are you well, doing?" There you go. Now you know. Uh, if you grew up in the 70s and 80s, you probably remember seeing PSAs on TV in between your cartoons, though it's hard to say if they actually made a difference or not. And here's the 10 popular ones that'll take you down memory lane. Uh, parents who use drugs have children who use drugs. That's where the kid asks, where'd you learn how to use this? And he goes, I learned it from watching you. And that guy who looked like Gabe Cotter, yeah, uh, was yeah, the dad. Yeah. Uh, give a hoot, don't pollute. Woodsy the owl. I remember that one. Uh, this is crack. Pee Wee Herman, remember? I don't remember that. Yeah, you know, this is crack. He, was, he did yeah. this whole thing. But warns kids about the dangers of using crack while holding a small container of it. He says, quote, every time you use it, you risk dying. Uh, C-3PO from Star Wars catches R2-D2 smoking a cigarette. He warns kids <laughs> about the dangers of smoking and says it doesn't make them grow up. That would have been more uh, significant if there was like a puddle of oil next to him and R2-D2 standing next there. Yeah, you can't... I don't. R2-D2 can't get cancer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's, you know, he's, it's not like a little growth on the side of that trash can over there. That's what you get for smoking. So, you no, know. I'm just saying like yeah. maybe you would insinuate that the two robots had uh, robot relations. Uh, a puddle of oil on the floor uh, and he's God. smoking a cigarette. I, 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 <laughs> Kids bring more than lunch to school. Maria Gibbs from the Jeffersons in uh, 227 says teachers need to support their students. You remember that one? I remember 227. That was with Jackie. I used to love that show. Yeah, Every Saturday show. night it was on. I liked that. I liked the Different World with uh, Dwayne Wayne. Oh, yeah. With and, uh, the glasses. What's her name? Lenny Kravitz's wife? Yeah. Uh, Lisa Bonet. Lisa Bonet. Yeah. yeah. More currently, Jason Momoa's wife, but now she's Jason Momoa's ex-wife. Oh, it, he got divorced from her? He got that Aquaman money, and he just... Dumped, you know what the crazy thing is? 
uh, I don't know why I know this, by the way. Um, he used to watch the Cosby show and he used to tell all his friends and everyone growing up that he was going to marry her someday. Oh, and, really? Yeah. And then he got famous and then he married her and it was his dream girl forever. And uh, and then he was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Now. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. There was a, I just watched a uh, SNL skit with Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. It was called Meet Your Your Next Your Second Wife. Oh really? And like all of there were like there were like teenagers and, at the time. And oh, then they were so telling funny. like how the white all the you die in a kayak accident and then he <laughs> marries her ten years from now. Uh, that's great. Uh, sources say Ariana Grande and Ethan Slater were sloppy about hiding their affair on the set of Wicked. What's even worse is that they went on frequent double dates with their respective spouses. Wow. So wait, they were. Oh, okay. Oh, well, they're both it. married. Yeah, yeah. And then they, a... uh, you know, they're uh, oh. they're having an affair. Well, is it? You know, I think people who do that just want to let the other. Like, they kind of want out of whatever they're in. It's Hollywood, too. Who yeah. even knows? Maybe they were all, you know, who knows? They might have just been having lunch together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A uh, resort in, uh, Ma- is it Maldives or Maldives? I think it's Maldives. Yeah, is hiring a Ken whose job will be beach. Requirements will include the ability to empty one's head of all thoughts and knowing the words to push by Matchbox 20. Have you seen the movie? I have not seen the movie. Uh, I did. I took my my daughters yeah. to it, and uh, there's there's a whole section where he Ken Ken's getting a fight uh, about beaching off. <laughs> oh, beaching off. Yeah, I guess. it's actually a funny movie. I know. Uh, Listen, I know. my my daughter who's yeah. sixteen, she went and saw it, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, the next day, how was the movie? And she said, Dad is probably the best movie I've ever seen. Yeah. And I was like, you got to stop. You, like, you have to stop. And I was like, immediately I was triggered into like, I got to show this kid Shawshank Redemption. I got to show well, this that's kid. What it, but that's so, the you thing. Know. You got to remember, 16 years old, she hasn't had the experience of all the things that uh, right. that you and I used to watch. But she's watched a lot of movies, yeah. including my favorite movie. I don't know. What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie is Airplane. Great choice. It's what it's it's just awesome it's movie. every stupid little joke in that. Surely thing. you must be kidding me. Uh, I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding, and uh, don't call me Shirley. Yeah. But I uh, that movie I could watch over and over and over again, and still find something that Maybe I missed the first time. The first very first time I watched it, I yeah. probably watched that uh, probably 50 times or so. Well, I can tell you, um, she is my favorite movie was Goonies. Oh yeah, I yeah, loved yeah. Goonies. Sloth. Long, long, baby Rose. So, anyways, uh, my daughter, she's seen. She's like, I liked it better than Goonies, and I was just like, Who are you? Get out of this yeah, house. Yeah, get out you of my me. house. Right. You're no heathen. You're a heathen. <laughs> heathen. Get out. You uncultured swine. <laughs> right. uh, but no, she she loved it. Yeah. The thing that annoyed me about that movie was, in college, I was in all these courses like interpersonal communication between genders and blah blah yeah. blah. My college was kind of like a real progressive college all these girls that i used to listen to during class they would be like the beauty standards on us are unfair they would say all that stuff and they would always cite like the pressure to look good and and Mm -hmm. and i would always sit in the back room with my buddies like hey uh just so you know we're in school in new hampshire none of us care if you look nice (laughs) you know what i mean like as long as you don't smell like too much patchouli oil 
We can make something happen. If you get weed or vodka on you, just come right. on and join the party. Exactly. Who cares what you look like? But they all would cite Barbie, and then we'd have to. Then we'd do some report. You know, everyone had a report. Every girl, Barbie and the unfair beauty standards, yeah. and blah 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 blah. Well, all of those same girls, they're on my Facebook from college. I open my Facebook when the movie comes out. They're all dressed up like Barbie going to the movie with their little daughters dressed up like little Barbies going to the movie. And I'm saying to myself, I have to listen to you go on and on and on and on about the unfair standards of Barbies and blah, blah, blah. And then the movie comes out, 20 years of distance between it, and now you're all but, Barbied up. But the movie addresses that whole thing. That's right. that the, the movie is about that. About the unrealistic features of Barbie. Hey, listen, man. Yeah. It's not surprising me that you would stand up for the Barbie movie. You probably sat there eating a hot dog with onions and mustard on it. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, the most un-American thing I could yeah, possibly yeah. do. Some I, uh, terrible I did. chicken salad or something like that. You nothing, know, Kim, nothing good like the fruit fair chicken salad. Do you want to know what Kim Kardashian has to say? Or uh, you know what? Yeah. Uh, what does she have to say about it? Uh, well, she showed off a makeup-free selfie. Uh, and she said, oh, my God, the last time I had no makeup was when Ray J removed my mascara with his all-natural high-fructose porn syrup in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. And Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but it, uh, I once gave her an old Milwaukee mud bath. Oh, God. That involves a uh, can of old Milwaukee's best. That sounds worse yeah. than the uh, Canadian, uh, Kentucky bacon slap of <laughs> Uh, what are you trying to say, Kayla? No, no, I haven't gotten to that part yet. Uh, <laughs> she shook me so much I exploded faster than Mentos in a Diet Coke bottle. I'm sorry, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I made a Muppet out of her and I got a chocolate wristwatch in return. <laughs> chocolate wristwatch? Yeah. Okay. It's like a smartwatch. It, it, it counts count your steps is throughout that what the day. It is? Yes, it does. <laughs> and that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah! Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It is 6.30 and the Smashing Pumpkins on Rock 102. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, it's going to be uh, mostly sunny eventually by uh, with a high of 69 tomorrow. I'm sorry. 79. Uh, I wouldn't say you wanted me to say 60. I've been waiting for it. We're at 66 degrees uh, last break. Yeah, it's well, let's see. Is it has it changed? This is me not even updating the weather. Do you yeah. think I really care about giving we're the just, forecast? We're just the, the level of professionalism well, with the two of us in here it's like one is of those lacking. They want us to do like yeah. we have to do it for some reason. You gotta, like, do, you gotta get the forecast every time you open up the microphone. You know, what we don't do is traffic because there's not really enough of it in the area to yeah. have it, but we should start making. Making our own fake traffic report. We should. You know what we I mean? We should very much do that. Uh, 82 for a high tomorrow. 68 right now in downtown Springfield. Boo. We got news coming up next at Rock 102. Everything is changing. It's 6.33 at Rock 102, and it is time for news, which is brought to you by uh, Race Appraisal Services. For all your appraisal needs, contact Race Appraisal. And now, local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Uh, thank you, uh, Marty. I appreciate that. Num- numerous fire crews worked to put out a multiple alarm fire on Wilbraham Street in Palmer on Thursday afternoon. According to the Palmer Fire Department, crews were dispatched to 321 Wilbraham Street around 4 p.m. Uh, for a fully involved structure fire. Firefighters found heavy uh, fire in the basement, first floor, and working its way into the second floor. Additional crews were called in from Wilbraham, Munson, Three Rivers, Belchertown, Bondsville, Ludlow, Ware, Warren, and Brimfield. 
Brimfield. To assist with manpower and water supply due to the home being outside the town hydrant district. Tanker fire trucks could be seen entering and leaving the area to provide water for their fire battling efforts. The cause of the fire was deemed to be accidental and is still under investigation by the state fire marshal's office. Two parties suffered minor injuries, one of which was treated at a hospital. The Red Cross is assisting an additional six parties who were displaced from the fire. 22 News will continue to update this article, which they probably won't. (laughs) I saw a fire! I did it. We saw it. A man was struck and killed uh, by a vehicle while walking in the left lane of Route 5 in Holyoke on Wednesday night. A Massachusetts State Police spokesperson, David Procopio, said that around 9.25 p.m. a Jeep Wrangler was traveling south in the left lane on Route 5 in Holyoke. The preliminary investigation determined that the Jeep struck a man who was walking in the left lane uh, of one of 1233 Main Street. The driver of the Jeep stopped in the breakdown lane. The two occupants were not injured. The pedestrian was taken to Bay State Medical Center where he died due to his injuries. The investigation is being conducted by Holyoke Police along with members of the Massachusetts uh, State Police Collision Analysis and Reconstruction Team. You know, speaking of uh, things being hit, the uh, the police chief in my town, yeah, Huntington, Huntington, a couple of months ago, he was riding a motorcycle and a deer jumped out oh. in the middle of it and he hits the deer on his motorcycle? Yeah, he's uh, he's still oh, yeah. recover. He, the good thing, the good news is he's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. But he, but it, it's you know he's still uh, in recovery mode over Did there. They cite the deer for failure to stay within marked lanes. No, but they life flighted him to oh. the hospital. So because you know everybody's got a hundred thousand dollars just lying around sure. for your well being. Hey, you're alive, but you're in debt for the rest That's, of your life. Oh my god, what a disaster! Uh, but what a horrible thing to be like. Come around a corner, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're on a. It's not like you're in a car. At least in a car, you have a little bit of a barrier. So, not that you can't get hurt by that. Yeah, that's a weird thing. You realize yeah. that there's a connection you and I have. The police chief in uh, my town, the the other police chief, the former one, he retired. Yeah. He he got into a motorcycle crash too. Both our police chiefs. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, both look of at, our police. Look chiefs. at this. Must be a police chief trend. Yeah, if you're a police chief We're, out there, sell your motorcycle. Yeah. That's my advice. It, you know? Yeah, d- stop riding the motorcycle. Yeah, you're, you're a police it's just, chief. It's just going to get you in trouble. You're a police chief. Grow up. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> no, I wanted to know if they tied this guy to the roof of the ambulance when they drove him. You know, like, <laughs> you know, when you hit a deer, uh, yeah, you, you do that. Put him on the hood. <laughs> uh, did I ever tell you that? Uh, no. It was. Uh, when when we had this, we had this memorial uh, from my wife, uh, okay, uh, my late obviously late wife. Uh, after uh, it was probably like two weeks after she passed away, okay. we had this like celebration of life thing. And you then, guys, did you guys release anything? You didn't do like the no, we didn't do it. No, okay, we didn't good. do any of that. We uh, but but it was at the end of the night, and my brother's friend, who you know, he's, she's been his yeah. friend for years. She came up for the uh, for the service. And uh, she was telling me how when she was four years old, uh, somebody shot her dad. On a hunting trip, oh god! By accident, and the you know the and she was like, I just wanted to let you know, you know, it's okay, you know, about raising children with, yeah, yeah. you know, by yourself and all this other stuff. And she gets done with this whole like you know heartfelt story, and you know, <laughs> so my, you know, you and uh, you know, my mom uh, kept my dad's memory alive because he was a good man, and you know, all this other stuff. And uh, she goes, and she never told me who did it. Like she did, she never told her which of the friends. Oh. she didn't want to her go through life being mad at the guy when it was simply an accident. Which is nice, I guess. So then, after she gets done telling me this heartfelt story, I said, "So did they tie him to the roof of the car <laughs> to bring him to the?" Thing? 
And then she's like, you are just a son of a... Yeah. And if you want to visit your dad, I'm not going to say what friend, but he's mounted in the garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, got, he's a six-pointer up on the wall. The uh, Hamden County District Attorney's Office has a new tool to help fight the opioid crisis. Uh, TrueNarc is a handheld device that tests and analyzes suspected narcotics on site. The $35,000 device was given to the DA's office by the Massachusetts National Guard Counter Drug Program. Hamden County is the first in the state to have such a tool, which can reveal the presence of synthetic opioids like fentanyl. Over 93% of toxicology reports and deadly overdoses show the presence of synthetic opioids, usually fentanyl. According to the DA, just a small amount of fentanyl can be deadly to an officer. At $35,000 a piece? Yeah, I mean... Listen, you could have hired one of the kids I grew up with from Chicopee just to ride along with you and just sample them when you pull somebody yeah. over for that. Yeah, it's good. great job, man. I love this job. Yeah, you get a fentanyl-sniffing yeah. uh, human. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Go go get him, boy. I know I know the kid that was perfect for this job for $35,000. he would be way better than that machine. Nope, just weed and vodka. <laughs> He's safe, guys. Come on over. This is baking soda. I've seen this one a thousand times. <laughs> Uh, True Narc's deployment in Hamden County will enhance the safety of officers and the public officers will be able to determine the type and potential lethality of the uh, substances they are handling in mere seconds, said uh, Anthony Galuni, the Hamden County District Attorney. Uh, General, the general of the Massachusetts National Guard. Adjunct. Is that how you say it? Yeah, it's adjunct. Okay, so it should be adjunct, but it's spelled A-D-G-U-T-A-N-T. Is that a word? Yeah, adjunct. Adjunct. No, adjunct is A D G U N C whatever. Yeah, it's not. But there's no. Yeah, is that even? Oh, an adjutant. Adjutant is an officer who assists the commander of a military unit. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's the first time I ever heard that title. It's an adjutant. I don't want to be part of this cattywampus. Oh, you and your malarkey. Get out of here with your hogwash. Hornswoggled. I've been hornswoggled with this stuff. Anyway, Major General Gary Keefe stated the National Guard Counter Drug Program supports local law enforcement and state uh, counter drug operations by leveraging its unique military capabilities, national resources, and community focus. The procuring of TrueNARC for those by the Hamden County District Attorney's Office is a continuance of the partnership in our fight against narcotics trafficking and promoting public safety. The device will also immediately inform officers of the specific composition of narcotics, which will allow them to target potentially lethal batches without having to wait for lab analysis. It can identify more than 530 drugs in a single test. Yeah, I always ask myself that. Don't think, with all the technology we have, can't, can't they make stuff that the cops can just have with them so that they don't have to send stuff out to labs and wait six months or a year for it? Like, you know what well, I mean? I was surprised that, you know... True police work uh, isn't like detective shows from the 1960s and 70s where they dip their finger in the powder. And they rub it on their and they rub it on their gums, gums and go, "Yeah, this is this stuff. is good, pure." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the, the, I always thought those. Well, those guys must know. He must have partied hard back oh. in his cop days, or pre-cop <laughs> days. It's pre-cop. I got. We got to ask one of our detective friends. I was gonna say we could ask our friend in Chicopee, our, our our mutual friend Donna. We could ask her if they ever do that. Just rub it on their teeth. Is that she uh, doesn't? Uh, she doesn't uh, seem like the kind of person that would put that on her gums. No, she's yeah. very healthy. Yeah. 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 She, 
You know who we could call, we haven't talked about in a long time, is uh, Detective Katie from West Springfield. Oh, yeah, Detective Katie. I wonder what she's up to. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. guys. I put it on my gums, and they're like so numb. He totally went on a bender last <laughs> night, and I don't know, he was putting that white stuff up his nose, and he was like all crazy and stuff. Legit. That is fanal. Legit fanal. Oh my God. (laughs) Twinsies. That poor that poor detective at West Springfield. For those that don't know the story, Steve yeah. was doing a news story, and he kept saying Detective Katie, and well, I was b- b- hearing it in my head. Because 22 News didn't get a first name for the guy. Right. They just, it was C-A-D-Y was yeah. the last name. Yeah. But w- when I said it, it sounded like I was saying Katie. Katie. I was like, hi, I'm Detective Katie with an I, and we're here to catch the bank robbers and stuff. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> there was an incident at Five Below the other night that <laughs> somebody got away with a pair of headphones. <laughs> Hashtag attempted murder. Hashtag over it. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag white girl wasted. Let's go. Uh, The months of June, July, and August are considered the most deadly months for drivers across the nation. Uh, This summer, reckless driving is seen and heard across America at an alarming rate. Recent footage captured by 22 News shows the moment a motorcyclist pops a wheelie while driving down Chicopee Street Uh. past, uh, past their news station. And whether it's a motorcycle or a car, pedestrians say speeding has become a major issue throughout Western Mass. Uh, I've gotten hit in a crosswalk. It's dangerous. Just slow down, said John Parks of Florence. So far this year here in Massachusetts, there have been 142 fatal crashes, 21 of them involving pedestrians and 23 involving motorcycles. But between June and August, uh, AAA Northeast explains that it is when the state sees an increase in crashes and fatalities and they contribute that to more people on the road and dangerous driving such as speeding and aggressive lane changing. Mark uh, Shieldrop of the AAA Northeast says half of young drivers that die every year in Massachusetts die during those three months. The best thing we can do uh, to really improve safety on the roadways is to take personal responsibility for our own driving and try to slow down. People do drive like uh, maniacs. I I told you off here what happened to me uh, yesterday afternoon right before I had to be at uh, Loft for the show. I was driving downtown Springfield and uh, blew out my tire on Main Street. Shout out, by the way, to, uh, you know, do you have AAA? I do. So I have AAA, and uh, there's been a few experiences where I've needed it, and there was long waits with it and stuff, and I thought that was going to be it yesterday, so I was pleading with the lady. I said, I am on Main Street. I really don't want to be here when it gets dark. Can you please get me a tow truck? And they they did it. Within an hour, they got... uh, this dude who was a great dude, uh, Alex, the tow truck driver. Shout out to Alex. I was standing there for an hour, though, holding the parking spot in front of my car so the no, so I could get the tow truck in there. I almost got in, like, four or five fights with people that wanted to park in the space, and I'm trying to explain to them, like, I, I'm sorry, I need to keep the space open or whatever. And I was standing there. No one was driving too reckless. There were the people on the dirt bikes and all yeah. that stuff. But uh, the music, I was down to every single car was playing either Spanish music or reggaeton. Yeah. One after another after another, which, you know, I can deal with some of it, but after that much in this stressful situation, trying to be on the phone, find out what's going on, call the tire place, everything, I'm like, you got to be kidding me, right? Like, you you absolutely have to be kidding me. Then the tow truck comes, the guy gets out. The guy's awesome. This guy, Alex, is awesome. But he's like, I'll give you a ride to your house, right? So... I get in the tow truck, he clicks on the thing, starts up, and what's playing? Spanish music. 
Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. And I, I even said to him, I go, I guess you, you probably don't listen to Rock 102, do you? And he's like, I don't. <laughs> but I told him, listen this morning, because I told him I would say thank you and give him a shout out. I just imagine you uh, you sitting there, uh, you know, uh, with your head hung low, waiting for oh. a AAA tow truck to show up, and then, don't you worry about a thing. Every little thing is going to be all right. See, it was yeah. a message. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they sent it to you. Yeah. You're a Pioneer Valley forecast today. Going to be uh, sunny eventually with a high of 79. Tomorrow, uh, cloudy with a high of 82. It is 69, giggity, in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock 654, and Elton John on Rock 102. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, mostly sunny uh, with a high of 79. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 82. It's 69, giggity, in downtown Springfield. Uh, well, Marty Caproni's here in for Beck's uh, thing. How was the uh, Loft Comedy Club last night? Um, so it was awesome. It was a super fun time. Yeah. Um, you know, I always mix in some new comedians, so I had a couple kids come up from New York, one from the Albany area, one from New York City, um, some of the regulars, you know, the kid that come by and everything. Uh, it was a real fun show. Um, I went up last, and uh, there were so many listeners there. So thank you to all the listeners that come out. Uh, I know I probably, well, I'm on the air next Monday, but, you know, Thursday I won't be, but try to remember uh, to come out next Thursday again. Love to see you. I did realize something. I, I don't know if I should be closing out my own shows anymore because uh, everyone's pretty drunk by the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, the listeners are so <laughs> nice to me that I've never had this happen before. Have you ever been positive heckled? Yes. Yes, yeah. I have. Years I, ago. I started my second positive hack. I walk up on stage, you know, big round of applause, everything, which is already, like, weird for me, you know? And then I, I just put the mic in my hand. I just, this lady goes, you are awesome. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then it just, <laughs> and then it started coming from everywhere. This guy, like, this other guy, same thing. He's a drunk, and he's just like, so funny, man. I, I haven't even said anything yet. <laughs> He's so funny, man. It's so funny. Well, you got a built-in crowd there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what? You could have just not told any jokes, and they probably would have thought you were great. You know what it felt like? I uh. felt a little bit like I should be at Lupa Zoo. Like some of the people just came out to see if I really exist because they hear the they hear me in the morning. They hear the voice, but they want to put the face to it. So they just come out, and I just walk on stage. They're like, "This is great. Yeah. There he is. Hey, That's look, the guy. Hey, look, that alpaca's out of its cage. <laughs> yeah. It's running alongside the mass pike yeah, up to three ninety one. East the Eland antelope, yeah. the escaped antelope. Yeah. So um, I was positive heckled through a lot of my set, which was uh, unique, but also it was also very sweet. Um, and uh, it was a great time. It was super, super duper fun. But I, like I said, you don't even need to tell jokes. You can just go out there and uh, people will just think you're funny just because they heard you on the radio in the morning. Well, it's also, you know, <laughs> well, you know, you know how we were talking about for like the, uh, what do we say? Like the end of September or whatever, yeah. tr- trying to do like a little mini tour in the year. Yeah. Later. Yeah. Uh, and we did say that yesterday, by the way, we should say it again. Anyone who knows of a venue, if you have a friend with a, a big uh, restaurant or a little theater or uh, whatever, I, you said that a few of them reached out to you yesterday? Yeah, I, we had a couple of, we had a VFW and an Elks Club. I'm just kind of <laughs> waiting to get like a list of them and, and yeah. so we can start reaching out and, and uh, scheduling stuff. So that's what we'll do, we're going to do. We're going to do this uh, little uh, Nagel Caproni uh, show on the road. The Nagel Caproni regional tour. The regional tour. I love it. I like the idea of it. I think it'll be fun, you know. Um but, uh, yeah, so maybe people will come out to laugh or maybe people will come out just to point at us and be like, this, 
Those are them. I, I'd like to go. I'd like to get a venue like out in the middle of nowhere, like a Conway or a uh, uh, maybe an Orange. I've or- been talking about forever that I wanted to do a tour in New England of only small towns, like that have like those like little small town theaters or yeah. little small town things. I've wanted to do that forever because those people need entertainment and they appreciate it so much. They're like, holy crap, someone came out here to Orange, you know, yeah. or wherever. Um, I want to do that. But we should put that out again. So if anyone's listening and you live in a little small town or even if you live in uh, one of these big towns around here. Yeah, let us know. Let and us know. Uh, we can try to set up a show in your town. Hit up Steve or me and uh, let us know. The regional celebrity tour. Ooh, hey, maybe we can yes. get like uh, other people involved like uh, Tom Bavacqua. Or, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, How about just Tom Bavacqua's hair? Oh hey, he doesn't like you talking about that. Oh really? I don't want to. I don't want to tick off anybody. No, it's all right. He uh, he hates he hates when I tell the story because I guess he gets mad when I mention it. You're going to tell the story right now. Aren't of course you? I do. Because <laughs> he used to he used to have drinks with Cohen down at the uh, the Sheraton between oh, yeah, yeah. newscasts between yeah. the six and eleven, yeah. and uh, you get a couple of you know. Tie, tie a few on with a couple of old fashions, and then you go back and whip do through the, the weather. Yeah, whip through the weather and then head home for the day. Oh, yeah, 70% chance of weather today. And, Anyways. And, and the only reason why I keep telling that story is because the very first interaction I had with him, he was mean to me. I was I was working at the other radio station across town there. Yeah, and yeah, my yeah. job for the overnight guy was to record the weather. With with Tom Bavacqua, yeah, and yeah. he said something. I, he called. He was in Maine. He wasn't even around here. <laughs> and he goes, "Hey, what's it like out there right now?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Did Tom Bavacqua just ask me what it's like?" And I'm like, "I don't know. It's wet on the ground outside." And he's like, Ugh, "You dummy! I didn't ask you if it was wet on the ground. What's it like out there?" And then I had to describe what the temperature was like. But I was such a scared kid at the time that, like, now yeah. I would have been like. Aren't you the meteorologist? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you're the guy. But uh, yeah, he hates when I tell that story. Uh, you and know, then he gets mad, and then I hear about it from somebody else. Is he still in the area? Are you going to get? I think any, he lives up in Greenfield. Yeah, you can get a tersely worded letter from Tom Bavacqua. You know what? Uh, I don't really care. It doesn't really matter to me. If you're going to get upset about that, maybe you should have been a little bit nicer to the kid who was recording your That's weather 25 true. You or 20 never, years ago. You never know. Yeah. You never yeah. know who you're dealing with. Uh, it is 659 uh, with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102 is your home for New England Patriots football all season long. Thursday, August 10th, the Pats open the preseason with a tune-up against Houston. Our live pregame show begins at 4 p.m. with kickoff at 7 p.m. Join Bob Sosi and Scott Zolak as they bring you all of the play-by-play action. Patriots football on Rock 102 is brought to you in part by Aquapump, Cole's Building Supply, Dowd Insurance, Liquors 44, and Metro Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rockets, 710 and Aerosmith on Rock 102. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 79. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 82. It's 69, giggity, downtown Springfield. It's actually 70 now, but... Uh, but we'll make it 69. Well, you just got to get uh, close enough uh, yeah. close enough to it. No one's ever called in and been like, this is BS. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, no, you're lying about the weather. Well, no, people will call you. Hey, you were totally wrong about the weather yesterday. I'm like, right, because I'm not a meteorologist. <laughs> I'm a Googleologist. Yeah, right. Yeah, I Google the weather, and t- I read what it says, and then that's it. And by the way, the weather, not the same place yeah. everywhere. There... Uh, 
have you uh, been following this thing over in Ludlow about the the, the books? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. It's the, the these it's yeah. religious people, right? And they're they're upset because there's some books that they feel that kids shouldn't have access to, right? Well, they're they're not saying it's religious, but there's some religion deeply Element. involved into yeah, yeah. it. Uh, okay. The number of book challenges and complaints have reached record levels nationwide, including here in Massachusetts. According to the American Library Association, Massachusetts saw 45 attempts to censor books and other library resources in 2022, the fourth highest number of any state. That number is even higher, according to the Mass Library Association's own survey, which reported 78 formal and informal challenges to books and programming last year. The surge in attempts to restrict access to library materials has alarmed free speech advocates led to new legislation at the state house and brought renewed attention to a landmark U.S. Supreme Court ruling about censorship in schools. The towns of Dighton, Ludlow, and Sturbridge have all been on the receiving end. Most of the attempts were to censor materials or library programming about race and sexuality, the same topics that vocal conservative groups have sought for years to limit. Discussions bubbled up in uh, Dighton after the public library promoted Seeing Gender, a book about gender identity and expression. Community members met with library officials and also lined up at a board of trustees meeting to argue that sexual and politically inflammatory books should be separated from where children may see them. <coughs> in Ludlow, a controversial proposal to alter the types of books and media allowed in school libraries and to shift decision makings, uh, decision making away from librarians and to the school committee generated significant debate between the town school committee and ultimately uh, voted against it last month. You know, I read the, one of the things, because what they were doing is they were taking excerpts from some of the books, and they're like, do you want your kid to have access to this? And when you read the excerpt, you're like, no, you know, I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't you know, want my kid. Yeah, I don't want right. my kid. Well, that's what his argument, this, this right, Ron Saloyo over in uh, Ludlow was the guy fair. who wrote in here and said, would you want your daughter reading this and right. give me the passage? And, and, and i got to be honest, on the surface, that appealed to me immediately. I was like, yeah, this guy's right. You know, what are these kids? Because there is an element right now in the country where they're, they're doing the weird stuff that I think is like, just like leave your politics out of it. Stop trying to influence kids. Try, don't hit your kids with super lefty or super righty ideals. Just, just you know, whatever. But then I started, after I read that, so I started thinking about it. I'm like, do you remember the access that we had in our school libraries to stuff? Because we had encyclopedias. We had all yeah. this stuff. There was nothing that you couldn't read about or well, listen, find. Listen, I've or, always, remember the... Uh, <sighs> As immature as we were back in sixth grade, back in sixth grade, yeah, yeah. the discovery of the uh, soft pornography of yeah. the National Geographic magazine uh, showing different cultures that yes, don't yes, wear yes. are topless and wear yeah. uh, you know nipple rings yeah. and all these other things, and we're like, whoa, there's boobs in our library, yeah. man, that's awesome. And you could find, I remember my buddies and I were experts at it. We go in there, you could find passages from books that basically seemed like softcore porn you yeah. know what i mean so um do i think it's great no but do i think that it's kind of like um not a stunt but what's it's like an unnecessary there's so much other stuff. side show yeah side it's yeah. great it's great yeah. it's so so much other things that aren't just tugging at emotions that you could spend your time on with. well i mean over in ludlow uh, with all the with all the uh, Hubbabaloo. Here's your... Hullabaloo? Hullabaloo? Malarkey? Yeah, malarkey going on over in Ludlow with the books. 
the reality is the school department is in a two and a half million dollar deficit well, and they're they don't have enough teachers and they were laying right. people off and all this other stuff and uh, where's the urgency for something like that versus my god these kids who can't even read Right. They have these books in there <laughs> that they don't want to read. Meanwhile, they're like, can you believe these books are yeah. available? And all the kids are like, books. <laughs> Ugh, gross. So, so on, on August 5th, tomorrow, uh, at Ludlow Veterans Memorial from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., uh, uh, there is an event being held in Ludlow that is sponsored by the profit, uh, for-profit company Brave Books. This is Ludlow's version of See You at the Library, which is happening at some libraries across the country. This event is both political and Christian in nature, and the children's book authors are uh, fixtures on the conservative media circuit. Kirk Cameron has spearheaded this movement. Uh, He's the one going the around the country. The growing pains to, guy? Yeah, the growing pains guy. Uh, uh, if, uh, in, uh, insufferable to me, that guy. What are you talking about? Hey, Kirk Cameron was the uh, uh, Mike Seaver. He was uh, he was the guy. And remember when his uh, remember uh, when his uh, when. Uh, uh, his sister's boyfriend died at the hospital, and then he, it, it was a very heartfelt moment. I wasn't listen. I'm not like some uh, expert uh, person on Hollywood or acting or anything, but I remember I couldn't I, even at the time that show was super hot. I couldn't understand how it was on the air. The acting and it was so atrocious. I hated. Yeah, it. and then the guy just became. And by the way, I think that's fine. I think there's so many people in Hollywood that are also extreme leftists with their political views and everything else that th there should be room for someone that, you know, is whatever. And if you're religious and you're happy about it, go talk about it. But at some point, it gets insufferable. The, the, the key phrase, by the way, when you said that, there's an event in the for-profit company. Then what are your motivations truly if you're a for-profit company? Is your motivations... Well, if you're for-profit, you're paying people like Kirk Cameron to come and tell you how dirty right. your books are in your library. Right. <laughs> Look at these dirty books. Yeah. We, we, so what you're doing is you're engineering outrage and then profiting from that outrage. You're making people fight who normally wouldn't fight, their neighbors and friends that have political views that are different and everything else. And everyone's getting all worked up. And then you know who's not getting any of that money? The kids. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, if you really care about the kids, be a nonprofit, and and I don't mean a nonprofit where you're paying a staff. Kirk Cameron's making a million dollars a year or whatever, you know. Be a nonprofit, you know. Well, the, their mission is they, uh, they I, say in, in in their their mission is uh, in God's eyes. There's only one moral way to be a family, so they have right. this like certain way that things are supposed to be. And uh, they feel like everybody should be doing that. Look, I don't know. I don't know if Kirk Cameron himself uh, profits from this. I'm going to guess maybe not. You know, maybe he's got that, you know, whatever. But somebody is if it's a for-profit company. You know, I uh, are you going to go to this event? I'm going to go to the book reading. I, uh, you know what? You know, these these are the folks that get so offended by the material, yet will yeah, stand yeah. there in front of all of themselves and read the excerpt of the thing, the very thing they're offended by. Yes, over and over again. And then you're giving press to that. And now these kids are like, I didn't know that was in the library. Let me go dig it out. Well, you know, we had a, we had a joke uh, told by this guy that used to call in on open lines years yeah. ago. And uh, there was a guy in the Daily Hampshire Gazette who felt so adamant about that it was so offensive right that not only did he write the gazette to tell uh that the the hosts that were working that day needed to be fired uh -huh. but because of the joke and then he tells the joke within the right. editorial and i'm like well 
If it offended you that much, you remembered it so well that you wrote it down. You're doing it, you dummy. You know, it's the same thing. But it happens on both sides, too, yeah. right? So it happens. I, I seen some of these videos of yeah. the where they were doing the drag, um, the drag shows and the and the and the the marches and everything, and the, the people are chanting. They're like, "We're here. We're 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 coming for you, yeah, kids." Yeah. And I was like. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, you're just doing the same thing on the other side of the spectrum. Meanwhile, I feel like most people are like us. They're somewhere in the middle, and they're like, "We, as long as we're not on either one of these, like we're so crazy invested on one." It's like, oh god, I don't know. You I know what? I got a, a uh, I got a seventh grader and a fifth grader yeah. uh, at home, and uh, right. I'll tell you what their biggest worries of the day. It ain't, it ain't books in the library. Right. It's well, uh, yeah. By the way, they also worried have... about the drama going around at the, in the class school and right. who's dating who and what you know right. all the the, for, the 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 tea. Who's got the tea? Spill it. Spill it. Yeah. Tea. Who got to what base? Do you remember that when we were kids? There was remember you had first base, second base, and third yeah. base. You remember the uh, the soda tab things that was supposed to be like for? Uh, oh, you gave it to like the person you that gave you it liked. to the girl that you liked. And, I liked uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there was all different versions of what that actually meant. And then there was different versions of soda tab. There was just the regular tab you pulled off, but then if you yeah. pulled it off with the little circle thing in the middle, yeah. that meant something else. Yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden, then the schools started collecting those for some reason. Yeah, then they they became this yeah. is like a charity. They paid money for it. So this guy, this guy that's uh, heading this thing up, Ron Saloyo from yeah. uh, from Ludlow, I believe he's on the school committee. So he's yeah. like the guy. So that's the other thing. What happens is you get one or two of these people on yeah. either side of the political spectrum. They get on a committee like that because no one really cares. Everyone else is busy. They don't give a crap about yeah. what you know. Whatever, and then they they become like the focal point, and now you're spending all your well, time doing that crap instead of talking about the real business. Listen, I, I I you know you can get offended by things, and you can be sure. upset about uh, certain things, but I would I would I'll be willing to go to this thing if I can see Ron Saloyo's Google search history. That's good. Like the entire Google search history from the last five years, because everybody's got one. Right. If you're on Google, <laughs> right. you got one, and well, uh, I want to see uh, what kind of stuff he looks at. Well, I don't, I don't know about him. He's probably a very nice gentleman, but I know that. Uh, let's be honest; it's no his. It's no secret in Washington. The same people that feign this moral outrage yeah. in this town. That's literally moralist and lawless. Washington is a cesspool, and every party will yeah, agree yeah, on that. Yeah. But you see these people in that town grandstanding about, like, the ruining the family values of our country and this and that. Yeah. And then they just collectively cherry pick the thing they're so upset about. And then, like, all the other stuff, they just, it's like, it's all BS. Yeah. It's you're like, the top fan on Pornhub. You're the comment, you're the top right. commenter on all the Pornhub videos. Right. Right. Who who did you ever notice that the porn it's, videos do have like comment sections and it's like who's taking the time to sit there and, and comment on you know I really enjoyed this. Never thought I would consider being a plumber, but now would be a plumber. Yeah. Yeah. Now now would Thinking be Thinking of like, career change. Actually somebody just pointed out that this is a good uh Best marketing libraries have had in years. Because how many how many people really actually well, you know, think about that you have library when everybody's got right computers and smartphones sure. and well, things like that. Well, that's the other thing I was going to say. Yeah. You're you're going to be outraged, but these kids could find this and the thing. Yeah, you know what else? They also a lot of them have a smartphone in their hands. They can find a lot worse than that a lot quicker. You know, uh, perfect example. Uh, when you were a kid, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, I wasn't allowed to watch certain. My mom wouldn't let me watch right. like certain movies. Right. Like uh, you can't watch anything over rated R. Like or you yep, can't yeah, watch we, anything rated R or whatever. But you still snuck one with your friends. Your well, that's, friend's house. But that's the thing. There. Like you go to somebody else's house right. and they have different values over there. Right. And those parents kind of raise their kid free range. So that free range kid says, "Hey, you want to go? Uh, you want to see a Nightmare on Elm Street? You know, like that was the thing back in the day. <laughs> you can see a horror film. We we had." Uh, I, I, I got to be real careful not to say that he identified, but one of the kids in our neighborhood, his parents had a whole collection of movies, but they also had a collection of adult things. Ah. And uh, we got one and put it in once. And it was, I, I, I'm going to try to frame this as politely as I can yeah. for radio, but it was, uh, it was a Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Uh, that turned into like one of those, uh, whatever you'd want to call it, adult parties. Yeah. And oh, then, a swinger party, yeah, whatever. But the upside the, down pineapple, yeah. yeah. And then the final, the final scene. Uh, just say I've never looked at a Thanksgiving turkey the same way ever again in my entire life. And I remember <laughs> we watched that, and then I remember like uh, Thanksgiving was like three weeks later, and I just remember at the table be like, "Get it out of your head, Marty! Get it out of your head! Stop looking up! God, God, get it out of your head! It's it's burning <laughs> it's, in by my brain. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's true though. I mean, you can you can find there's. Nothing like, is foolproof. Yeah. You can put in as many right. uh, rules and regulations yeah. as you want, but some way these kids Somebody are going to find yeah, yeah. this and stuff. Some, <laughs> you know, you, you you listen to any kind of the music. I mean, you listen to lyrics and music. It's it's not any different than it was yeah. thirty years ago. I just remember distinctly thinking, and then you know, like one of your cousins would be like, "Look what he did carving that turkey. What a." Terrible job. And it's like, well, actually, I can actually, think of a lot of worse things you could have done to that turkey. Yeah. That's how, now I know how uh, turduckins are made. Yeah. Uh, it is 724 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. The wing thing. Oh, hang on. Oh, I did it. 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 Amateur hour. Amateur hour over here. It's time for news. It's 733. Uh, brought to you by uh, Big Y, your family market. Sign up today and save with a My Big Y digital account. It's more than food. It's My Big Y. Visit your local Big Y today. Hello. Well, and now local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Uh, guess what, Marty? What, you know, Steve? You know what's happening right now as we speak? Uh, a lot. All Spirit Halloween stores are now open. Oh. Yay. Yeah, well... Does <laughs> oh. it annoy you how much Halloween has become like uh, the trendy thing now to be like, I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. I love Halloween. Yeah, I don't really care for that. Uh, I don't much. dislike Halloween. I like it, but the, I find the adults that embrace it yeah. more than anything else. It's kind of weird. Halloween is good. Uh, it's okay. But it's all right. I, I don't get too, too excited. For no. it. There's a lot of people who I, I've always wanted to go to that Salem, but I don't, not with all the bunch of people around. Yeah. And, yeah. you, and last year I went to uh, the Roger Williams Zoo. They okay. have this jack-o'-lantern. Have you ever seen this thing? Yeah, yeah. They put the the pumpkins all over the place. This thing is incredible. Yeah, and yeah. they're constantly carving pumpkins because obviously they rot out after right, a while. Right. But they're, they're, there's different designs. There's different, uh, you know, it looks like full-on. Somebody painted these things. Right. But carved them out with uh, with tools. It's pretty neat. Right. I got a I got a good story for you. I should just tell you. Go ahead, let's do it. Uh, you know, I, I told you I went to Franklin Pierce College in yeah. Ringe, New Hampshire. Right, um, fifteen minutes off the road was Keene, New Hampshire, and Keene 
had a thing called the Pumpkin Festival at Halloween. It was the world's, I think, biggest display of pumpkins yeah. or something crazy like that. And it was all jack-o'-lanterns and pumpkins. The whole town, downtown, was lined with them and everything. One year I worked as, like, I interned as the part of the public relations answering media requests or something like that for them. So cut to, I don't know, 10 years, 15 years out of college, whatever, I was working at a job. My, I had this boss who was a, a great dude. I think it was I think it was Phil Pagliero, who I loved. And uh, he was like, I'm looking for something to do this weekend with the wife and kids. I need somewhere cool to take them. You know, something Halloween related, yeah. but I don't want to go to Salem. I go, listen, you got to go to Keene, New Hampshire. It is awesome. It's a great family day. You can spend the whole mm -hmm. day up there. It's beautiful places to stay. I give them a list of places to eat, everything else. Kids are going to love it, blah, blah, blah. I see him on Monday morning. I go, how, how did it go? And he goes, I ought to punch you in the face. <laughs> like, what happened? He went to it. It was the one year that somehow a riot broke out at the Pumpkin Festa. Oh, a a full-fledged police with tear gas riot. He's like, I, me, and my, me and my family, my young children are huddled under a shelf with a bunch of pumpkins on it while the police are in riot gear coming down the street. He's like, I, I thought you would have thought I was at the Gaza Strip. He's like, it was the, it was the most traumatic. You're the worst travel agent uh, the, ever. The worst. Yeah, the yeah. worst. Recommending places yeah. that people have uh, riot. And, uh, and beat beat downs. With. I was like, you know what else you should do? First night in Holyoke, you should go there and yeah, yeah. That's always a good time down there. Actually, that's every night. In Holyoke. Yeah, yeah, right. It's the it's your first night and last. Night, <laughs> it's your last dude. night, Holyoke. Uh, yeah, spooky season is already in full spring with uh, Spirit Halloween stores across the state opening their doors yesterday. Uh, all of them this year marks the ch chain's 40th anniversary. It's just so funny, like. You know, they just pop up in these uh, yeah. uh, uh, vacant stores. Yeah. The one in uh, Westfield is the uh, the Bonton, the old Bonton. I, I oh, my God. Yeah. The Bon. I You know, I knew that because uh, one of my uh, relatives uh, lived in Westfield. Mm -hmm. And every Christmas, I would always get a sweater, uh, a weird, you know, be mm -hmm. like a weird sweater. And the box always says Bonton. And I was always like, what is Bonton? I never knew where it, it was. It was a department store. Was it? Yeah. I had no idea. It was uh, It was a small chain because I know they had some up in upstate New York years ago. Really? And then it was kind of one of those ones that just dwindled and then finally went out of business because they, you know, they probably couldn't keep up with the Macy's and all that other stuff. So what you're telling me is Bonton. Bonton. Is bon uh, French for fashion bug? Yes. Bonton. <laughs> is it Bonton? This is your little bon ton right here. I like you. You like oh, a discount uh, where you, clothing. Where did you get that sweater? Is it from Paris? It is from a Westfield as the bon ton. I went to the bon ton <laughs> and then to the Aubon Pain and then the Cinnabon. A Cinnabon? Yeah. <laughs> what is an Aubon Pain anyway? What is that? Uh, uh, it sounds like some sort of S&M thing where it you does, get a bagel. It does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, get what? you get They give you a bagel and also a ball gag? <laughs> yeah. What what is it? Is it? Is it a, it, that's what it, it's like. It's a au bon pain is like a uh, Starbucks, like a Frenchy, Frenchy French Starbucks. You know what sucks is Tim Hortons. I, I, I the first time I went to Canada and I'm like, why is everybody crazy about this? They're crazy about that like we are about Dunkin' Donuts, but I but Dunkin' Donuts actually has things I can yeah. eat and drink. And Tim Hortons was like, what the hell is this? I when I was up in uh, Montreal, like right before the pandemic, 2019 for the the comedy festival or whatever, I had to go to Tim Hortons every night and every day. You know, yeah. get your coffee and your donuts or whatever. And I said the same thing. I go, I don't understand why there's even a line here. Like if you guys knew about Duncan, it would blow your it would blow your minds. 
but they're super low. I guess it's got good coffee. Tim Hortons has pretty good coffee, I guess. Yeah, I didn't care for it. I didn't no. think it was that good. Yeah. I mean, it's Canada. But I also like ketchup on hot dogs, too. No, you don't. Speaking of which, the lieutenant governor uh, talked economic development during the hot dog social in Attleboro. Oh. It was still a bit shy of 11 a.m., but Lieutenant Governor Kim Driscoll had spent the last 45 minutes walking through downtown Attleboro and talking about the nitty-gritty of economic development with the city's mayor, development team, and legislative delegation. There was only one thing left to do. Let's go get a hot weenie, Driscoll said. Ah, well, you know, you could think it was the lieutenant governor, not the real governor, because she's like, I'm sorry, I can't be a part of that. I'm not being a part of that <laughs> at all, unless you, it has ketchup on it. <laughs> you take your wieners and go elsewhere. Uh, led by Mayor Kathleen DeSimone, uh, Driscoll, Senator Paul Feeney, and Reps Jim Hawkins and Adam Scanlon piled into Tex Barry's Coney Island Diner for hot wieners late Thursday morning. <laughs> The Southern Mass and Rhode Island specialty is a hot dog with yellow mustard and onions topped with chili sauce. <clears throat> What's surprisingly noticeably missing from that? Ketchup. Class. That's what's missing. Oh, whatever. Class and uh, dignity. There was even a hot dog toast to Attleboro. Oh, my gosh, Tex. That was a great dog, said Driscoll afterwards. It's so authentic to be able to walk into a place like that. That, you know, has decades of experience and community and you still get that same nostalgia. It was a terrific hot dog and a great community building for sure. That's my that's your impression quote. of the lieutenant governor. <laughs> I've never seen her nor heard of her, so that's a good impression. The hot wieners were a hit, but they weren't the main reason that the lieutenant governor traveled to Attleboro. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Was she it? was in the Jewelry City as part of a swing through to the region to talk about local economy. Ah, but big deal. Swinging through economy. to get some hot wieners? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm only here for the hot wieners. Uh, Who's got a hot wiener for me? Right. <laughs> I got a hot wiener. I went from Athol to Yarmouth with a hot, <laughs> a hot wiener. Uh, you could, <laughs> I can't. I can't. You I'm, can't I'm going to get in trouble you if I say I my brain doesn't yeah, work know, like a normal know, person's brain. A uh, Westfield police officer has filed a lawsuit against the city alleging it failed to pay officers that worked regular and overtime shifts. The lawsuit was filed in Westfield District Court by Officer Jason Perrin, who has served on the force for nearly 24 years. In the lawsuit, Perrin alleges that he and other members of the force typically worked four consecutive eight-and-a-half-hour shifts during a seven-day work week. And at various times, he worked additional eight-and-a-half-hour shifts to fill in for officers who were on vacation, took sick or personal leave, or otherwise weren't available or didn't do one of their regularly scheduled shifts. In those situations, Parent alleges the city only paid employees for eight hours, but not the additional half-hour of overtime they worked. Perrin uh, also uh, alleged that when officers worked on holidays, typically the shift would last eight-and-a-half hours, but again, the city only paid eight hours, not the half-hour of overtime. When asked to comment on the lawsuit, Perrin deferred to his attorney, Jeffrey Moreau of Springfield, uh, Connor and Moreau. Marano also deferred commenting on the case. The city's law department declined to comment as well. Perrin filed the lawsuit on behalf of himself and members of the Westfield Patrol Officers Coalition, which is composed of at least 50 individual officers and is asking the court to designate the suit as a, quote, class action. Because the outcome of Perrin's suit could affect at least 50 officers, the disposition of their claims in a class action will benefit the parties and the court and common questions of the law and fact exist that may only uh, that may o affect only individual class members. 
Getting an extra half hour overtime probably adds up uh, quite a bit. Yeah, but you know what I'm thinking? It's always, a sto- you know, when you consume media like this and news, you got to think about the story behind the story, right? Mm-hmm. The thing that jumped out at me is you said 24 years on the force, which means he's probably like six months or less from retirement, right? Yeah. And he prob- they probably all knew. Yeah, we're kind of getting short of this half hour, but no one wants to mention it because we're afraid that we're going to get, uh, you know, reprisal from like the chief and get assigned, you know, not get overtime or whatever they might think, you know? Yeah. And then that guy's like, look, I'm close enough to retirement, baby. I got enough sick time that could cover me straight through 25 years. I'll fall on the sword for I'll, you for this I'll, one. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start the yeah. suit, you know? Yeah. The hero of the office on the way out the door. He's specifically asking for damages of $7,500. That's, that's not that much. No, but times fifty. If there's that's fifty people involved, and you're, you're talking money. five to yeah. ten thousand dollars each, uh, yeah, that uh, that could be uh, quite the uh, price tag on that. She's yeah, fifty cops each getting seventy five hundred. That's a one heck of a Christmas party. That's a good Christmas party right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A uh, Massachusetts woman and her husband were on their way to the hospital yesterday morning when they realized they weren't going to make it before the birth of their baby. The couple called 911, but by the time firefighters and paramedics got there, a healthy baby boy had already been delivered. Burlington Fire Department said it received the call about a woman in labor at 8.38 a.m. on Thursday. She was going into labor on Route 128. Upon arrival, first responders found the woman and her newborn baby in their vehicle on the side of the road. Uh, That's according to... uh, EMT Patrick O'Halloran, who evaluated the, evaluated the mother and newborn, who were both doing well. Uh, the family did the right thing by calling 911. Actually, <laughs> they did the right thing by delivering the baby. Uh, yeah. They did the whole thing by themselves. Actually, they probably did the best thing because it costs you like eight yeah. grand to deliver a baby in a hospital. If you just do it on the side of the road, what's a paramedic make? 15 bucks an hour? Yeah, right. Throw them a tip. Here's 80 bucks. Thanks. Well, I was I was uh, commenting the other day with Bax about uh, there was another baby born on the side of I four ninety five well over the weekend, and I'm like, how do they clean that up? They just like throw Speedy Dry down and like just suck it up. Does like the, the, the DOT come by with the bulldozer and push it off the side what's of the highway? The, what's that alert look like on your ways? You know how they have like a uh, yeah. cop ahead. There's like a there's a car in the breakdown lane yeah. ahead. Well, think about it. Bloody placenta. Were you there for the birth of your uh, your kid? Yeah. All right. And you know how messy that can get. Well, in that specific case, uh, that's a whole story for off the air. But yeah, it can be really messy. All right, but 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 delivery in general, uh, you know, whether with no complications, has it's it's a very messy process, and they have to have somebody come in and clean that up afterwards in order for the mother and baby to bond uh, safely. That's uh, that's Uh, the thing they say. That's what they say. And uh, but you know, the big mess that you're making on the shoulder of the road. Yeah. Yeah. You know. That's uh, that's like uh, when you, what drive- do you name the baby. You name it after like you name the baby like a- exit forty three. Like do you name it like what do you yeah. name the baby if it's born on the one twenty eight? Yeah, one twenty eight. One twenty eight. Oh, we're gonna name him Burlington. How's that traffic report sound? Traffic's backed up uh, over near the curb right there. We got an afterbirth on the side of the highway. It looks like everyone's rubberneck and looking at this brand new. Congratulations to the couple that just delivered it. It looks like a boy here from the helicopter. Well yeah. endowed. All right, traffic and weather on the ones here. <laughs> <laughs> Traffic weather of the ones. Yeah. It looks like we have a little two to clean up after that. Sorry. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a placenta in the tunnel, yeah. uh, but the rest of the bridges are clear. Go ahead and move forward. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, mostly sunny eventually, with a high of uh, 72 or 79. I'm sorry, you keep saying 72 for some reason. Tomorrow's 82, and cloudy it is 70. 
right now oh, in down. I know boo. I missed it for you. In downtown Springfield, I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Who knows, grow. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's I put the mic up. 810 <laughs> and Blue Oyster Cult on Rock 102. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, partly cloudy and then mostly sunny this afternoon with a high of 77. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 82. Looking at uh, 71 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, hey, you ready? Oh, are we doing it? Oh, we're doing it. All right. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open Live Friday! 293-1021. That'll be the uh, number to get you in here to the Rock 102 Studios to talk with Marty Caproni. You gotta keep... uh, well, Bax always says, don't uh, do anything stupid. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Yeah, we usually get more stupid people when it's you and I. Bax and I get really nice, respectful. Let's see if we can get nice, Yeah, let's, let's see if we can get people. some actually intelligent uh, people uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on the show. Are you are you ready for this? I'm ready. Let's see if we can do this. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you okay. now. Yeah. I'm calling to see if you're giving away any tickets to the Brewfest at the uh, Forest Park Zoo. No, we're not giving That's... away Brewfest tickets to the Forest Park Zoo. You've got bad information there, sir. See? We... Oh, that's bullshit. Oh, oh. you. See? This, yeah. is, this is what happens when you and I do it. <sighs> Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning, boys. It's Vince the Plumber. How's everything? Ah, good, Vince. What's, what's up, going Vince? on? You got any shout-outs for your uh, your Plimpton always, buddies? Always, always. My... My, yeah, my good buddies over at Plimpton and Hills, my good buddies at FW Web, the good buddies over at Granny Group, uh, Springfield Plumbing. <laughs> uh, Springfield but, Plumbing. Shout out yeah, to Hepatitis. You know, I, I just love still, uh, Marty, you weren't there the other day, but I, I did shout out that I love the fact that you actually brought my name up. And uh, <laughs> it was great. So it definitely by me saying Vince the Plumber. People are remembering it and knowing me. All right. Thank, All right. Thanks, Vince. Thanks, Vince. All right, guys. Have a great day. You too. You too. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey. 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 Hey, can you hear me all right? I can hear yeah. you just fine. What's up, man? Well, I'll tell you. I uh, I was talk- I was listening to the show. We were talking about El Italia. I, had to get a- I got a kick out of it because the guy's name was actually uh, Abid Abdul. Anybody used to come in, come in they would call him Abbott. Abbott. Yeah, big yeah. hunk of yeah, yeah, and he had a big hunk of meat on the slicer. Yep, and the place always you didn't want to sit anywhere. It was no, it was, it was that, and, and it was he, he just used to open whenever he felt like it, but it was always late at night that he would open, and but uh, it was excellent. It was really good, right? The steak and cheese. No, there's no, there's no doubt about. It. Maybe it was it. Maybe it was a beer. I don't know. But it really was excellent. But he never ordered anything but a cheesesteak. Well, I made the mistake of ordering the meatballs, and he got mad at me because he had to go up to his apartment and get the meatballs <laughs> and bring it back down. <laughs> Sounds like a great place, well, five-star restaurant. It, I'm telling you, it was yeah. one of the best steak and cheeses you'll have. There you go. It really was. It really was. You know. All right, guys. Have a good one. Thanks Take for the call. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Ed Collins from Huntington. What's your name? Just uh, Ed. Ed. What's up, Ed? Not too much, man. Hey, uh, yeah, 
I'll, uh, I will tell you, that was Abbott. Yeah. He was awesome. He made the best cheesesteak. There we yeah, go. Look at this. Uh, best cheesesteaks, but you wouldn't want to eat inside the place. If Habib Abdul is listening right now, he might be opening a new location <laughs> yeah. after this. Oh, He's, man. It, 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 something happened to him. All of a sudden, he shut down. Obviously, late at night, he would be open because the health department wasn't around because flies <laughs> and everything were all over the place. <laughs> was, yeah. you, know, like, you wouldn't want to take a leak in that place either. <laughs> a, 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 a place like that closes with just a van pulling up in the front, two yeah. guys getting out and shoving him in the back, and that's the end of the pl- that's the end of the restaurant. Exactly. Yeah, sort yeah. of like Back to the Future. That's Those right. After Marty. All right. Th- <laughs> thanks for the call, man. Right, we guys. appreciate it. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? The Hawkman, how's it going? What's up, Hawkman? What's up, Hawkman? This is Marty and Steele I'm talking to right now. Yes, yes you is. are. You're alive on the air, sir. Oh, so don't call me, sir. You make me feel old, man. Well, you are kind of old. We just celebrated your 40th birthday party. Yeah, we were there. Remember? Yeah, remember? Not really. No, I, I don't remember. What's <laughs> up? What's on your mind, man? No, but are you guys seriously doing like a local... Comedy tour like around Western Mass. We're we're trying to. So if you know any venues out there, I, out where you live is like Teresa's or one of those places that wants to do a show. You tell them to get in touch yeah, with we'll, Nagler. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll do a show out there. Yeah, we already did one oh, in your I backyard. Know, I know plenty of places, and you guys mind if I be part of it? You know. Uh, yeah, you could be our bouncer. You could Listen, be our security. We don't. Uh, we we want to. We want to make money. We don't want to have to adhere to ADA rules. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can do your venue, but do you have a ramp? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, got, I, I have like a portable ramp. I can yeah, yeah, a portable <laughs> ramp. Yeah, yeah. It just comes with your. It comes with your wheelchair. Hey, Hawkman, you gotta. You gotta stop sending me the videos of you uh, eating stuff with ghost pepper because you're like, I can't feel my tongue, and I, I keep saying, it's one of the only things left you can you know, feel. Stop playing with it. You know, he he, he said, I can't play. I can't play with it. Listen, you you send us those videos of you eating ghost peppers, but but somebody is feeding you those ghost peppers. Yeah. So where does that like line of ethics fall? Of <laughs> should you give somebody who's right. a quadriplegic? the ability to eat a ghost pepper in which they can't really do anything about it. I mean, it's better than taking a bungee yeah. jumping, but... <laughs> well, listen, I am the employer of two PCAs. You're talking to the boss of the people that feed my mouth. So <laughs> my employees, I, I tell them, if you do not do that, you have to go outside the window and protest. Otherwise, you have to feed me hot peppers Steve, I hate to break I it to you, buddy. Party, I can't feel my tongue. I hate to break it to you, man. She's spitting in your food. <laughs> and there's nothing you, you, can, nothing do you can do about it. You can't even write them up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks for calling. We appreciate it, man. Take care, guys. Take it easy. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? This is Phil. I'm up, Bill from Belchertown. How are you what's, today? What's up, Bill? Uh, I just want to give a shout-out to you guys. You guys are doing a great job, uh, especially Marty and uh, Steve. You uh, guys click very well on the uh, on the program there. And I uh, just wanted to let you guys know, keep up the good work. And uh, you guys make me uh, – I listen to you guys every day. And uh, I know Bax is on vacation, but uh, Marty, keep up the good work. I think you're a lot better than John O'Brien. 
Oh, some last one or two. Keep I'm sorry, I'm not familiar face. with that name. <laughs> hey, no, th thank you so much. That is one of those weird things that I always say when someone uh, compliments you, but it's not good enough compliment, they have to trash somebody else. <laughs> they do that on comedy shows all the time. They're like, I really love your performance. That person before you, I hate yeah, it. I'm like, oh, you mean, I'm like, oh, you mean one of my best friends? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks for, thanks for insulting my friend. All right, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate the call. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Good morning, fellas. This is Buzz. How you doing this morning? Good, Buzz. Buzz. What's up? I'm a long-time listener. I go back to the days before, you know, when the unmentionable guy was there. And uh, I, I love you guys. <laughs> and I just want to tell you something. I don't want Steve to take this the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Okay? Marty has brought a whole new listening audience, to me anyway. It, it takes me back to the days. I just took that ago. the wrong way. <laughs> oh, no, look, he's getting upset now. He's gonna, Steve, In the words that, no, of the great Glenn Beck, get off my phone. <laughs> Steve, put down the knife. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I brought a whole new listing. You know where I got that audience from? I uh, took them from the Kellogg crew. Oh, how do you yeah, know once, that? Once Lopez left, I was like, I'm coming for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you, it's refreshing. I love what you guys are doing. If it can get you guys, you know, maybe it gets you on once a week, twice a week for the rest of the career career, that would be great. Hey, oh, yeah, buddy, right. I, I like All your time. Right. I, like I might it. be calling you to be my agent yeah. someday. All right. Hey, I'd love to see you at the comedy club sometime. <laughs> yeah, come on out. All Off right. Comedy well, club. well, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. Hey, great, great job, guys. Take Th care. Thank thanks, you. man. Have a good day. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Woody. Uh, tell Buzz I'm looking for him. Uh, tell Buzz you're looking for Woody. Okay, all right. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hello. Oh, oh, one, go. one more here. Too Rock 102, pressure. good morning. Who's this? Dave. What's up, Dave? Um, A couple weeks ago, you guys were talking about ketchup on hot dogs. Yes, sir. We still talk about it. Um, okay, so in 18... 30, when ketchup was invented, it was invented as medicine. Oh, yes. Yeah, because it's like turpentine. And it, was for, it was for diarrhea, indigestion, and jaundice. Oh, it's the original Pepto. Diarrhea. Exactly. The original, yeah. exactly, Pepto-Bismol. So if you use it on your hot dogs, you don't have to worry about getting diarrhea. Well, uh, Marty always likes a big bowl of diarrhea in the morning, do you? Keeps, keeps me regular. Yeah, Another keeps great regular. feature of ketchup. <laughs> what, about, what about jaundice? Yeah, what jaundice. About jaundice. Yeah, well, jaundice, he's doing fine on that. It's uh, also, it's done you a real good know. job on my scurvy. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> scurvy. scurvy, yeah. You know, no, you don't want your skin turning yellow. Yeah. All right. Th thanks for the call, man. We appreciate right. it. Yeah, right, we'll, we'll, we'll take one more. One more. Right, one more. See. Rock 1 and 2. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Randy. What's up, Randy? What's up, Randy? Hey, Marty. Yeah. Marty, I was at your club last night. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic time. Great food. You, know, you, 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 you put on a really good show there. Thanks, Randy. I appreciate is that, man. The, is this the owner? <laughs> no, it's you, not, but you, you really add to the morning show. You're, you're a good addition. Hey, thanks, Randy. I really, really appreciate Get that. Get off my phone! Steve's taking it real, real hard. All right, we gotta, we gotta wrap this up. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. It's, uh, it's eight twenty-one. That was like that was a successful open yeah, line Friday. Good. That yeah. Was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it's 821 with Max and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. <laughs> Rock 102's...
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 828 and Don Henley on Rock 102. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today. It is going to be uh, partly cloudy to start, then sunny this afternoon with a high of 79. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 82. It is, uh, oh, it's back to 69, giggity, in downtown yeah. Springfield. Uh, you know, you and I were uh, doing a little bit yesterday, Marty, uh, about uh, the raising money for the Jimmy Fund with Joe Castiglione. Yes. Yeah. We were not making fun of the kid uh, who was sick. We were actually making Make- fun of Joe Castiglione, who was dismissing the boy who was trying to tell his story about uh, the Jimmy Fund. But the Jimmy Fund is obviously uh, a huge uh, fundraiser in the battle against uh, cancer. And in the studio with us now is a guy who's raising money for uh, the Jimmy Fund. It's uh, Mike O'Neill. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. So, Mike, tell us exactly what you do in order to to do your fundraising. You play a lot of golf, don't you? Yeah, yeah. This is the 24th year I'll be doing this. Uh, My uncle, Ken O'Neill, and I started this 24 years ago. It was kind of his brainchild to go out and play six rounds of golf in Mm -hmm. a day, 108 holes. 108 and, holes. Yeah, yeah. The- because most golf tournaments, it's you know, there's a lot of overhead, a lot of expenses. You got to get all the people to play golf, and there's there's mm-hmm. a lot of expenses with that. Well, he wanted to do something where there were not a lot of expenses. So he and I went out the first year, played 108 holes. We went out, solicited pledges, and uh, raised twenty six thousand dollars the first wow. year by That's playing pretty- uh, by playing 108 holes. So fast forward 24 years later. I he has since passed away. He passed away five years ago from colon cancer. Uh, uh, but I have continued this uh, myself. Tommy Burke, Dave Matson, uh, we've been a part of this uh, kind of a team for Ken O'Neill Don to dust for that many years. And I'm going to go out this coming Monday, play 108 holes of golf, and same thing, solicit some pledges that way. And we now have what's called the 109th hole party, which is at the boathouse in South Hadley afterwards in uh, great spot yeah we asked people to come there and uh, it's a 35 dollar donation there's there's uh food there some light entertainment we have a silent auction we have uh an opportunity drawing and it's a good way to raise money for uh cancer research so uh so this is all at one course i'm sorry if i missed that yeah yeah so uh we played at chickabee country club Mm -hmm. i'm the golf pro there uh so it's kind of our home course i grew up in the city of chickabee so well, I'll play the 108 holes there. I'll be joined by the likes of Tom Burke, who'll join me for 18. Dave Matson will join me. Uh, Ed Polchelpeck, who was a very good friend of my uncle Ken O'Neill, uh, and he's now a commissioner up at Chickabee Country Club, and uh, a couple other friends of the family uh, that have been connected throughout the years. And we've all been connected with cancer, so one way or another. So it's kind of a good way to. Grab some uh, funds that way. You hear that, Krieger? You get your get your bag of clubs next year and uh, get out there because Dave's doing it. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Krieger doesn't need to do that because nah. you know why? He'd kick Madsen's ass at anything he, anyway. Well, he yeah. certainly in an egg yeah. salad uh, competition. That's I heard he's making uh, some oh, good egg, egg salad. Yeah, I don't think Dave Madsen can make an egg salad. Hey, hey <laughs> <laughs> back to uh, the the gym. So, Mike is one of uh, my dear friends, long term friend, and. Uh, I, you know, before I was doing comedy, when I had all the free time in the world, I would try to help out when he was doing this thing. Mike, where are you at now for the total that you've raised for the Jimmy Fund we're, for doing this? We're, uh, I think it's slightly over seven hundred thousand dollars in the 24, 23 plus years we've done this. So uh, it's 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 you know it's pretty special to to raise money for something that uh, my mother had passed away from it, and every year we we kind of do it in uh, memory of someone. Uh, 
this year we're doing it in memory of Alan Silva, who was a very good friend of our family's who passed away last year of uh, cancer. So uh, last year we did it for Andy Yee, who uh, I don't think he – I think everybody on the air knows who Andy <laughs> yeah. was. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not familiar with him. <laughs> and, uh, also Anne-Marie Liswell, who yeah, was a Bobby's very – Yeah, Bobby's wife. Bobby Liswell's mm-hmm. wife. And he's he's kind of become a part of our uh, Donna Dust team in the last uh, couple well, of years. Uh, um, I, I, I'm, uh, I give you all the credit for, for, for doing this, uh, but do you get – like I would imagine – are you just like kind of just, eh, we'll just do this one. We'll just knock this whole mulligan. That's a mulligan. Yeah. <laughs> do you get to that point where you get so burnt out from doing the Because you're doing the same holes over and over and yeah, over again, Yeah, well, you right? play, yeah, you play six, 18 hole rounds. So it, 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 it I love it because I love to play golf fast and we kind of let all the golfers know because there's golfers out there too. We don't close the course down for the day. The, the public's playing, but we let them know that there's, Golf marathons out, marathoners out there. Please let them through, and I love it. You get in a good groove, and it just keep hitting the ball and going. And right. I'll, I'll tell you, um, you know, when I helped Mike with this early on, you know, it hadn't hit home. But uh, my mom passed in 2018, and and she had a very rare form of it's almost like a cancer. It's called myelodysplastic syndrome. And when we got the diagnosis from Hoyoke Hospital. I wanted immediately a second opinion from Dana Farber, who's the you know beneficiary right. of uh, the Jimmy Fund. So I called uh, Mike, and he said, "Yeah, you know, make a call out there or whatever." And uh, I I don't think I've ever had a more professional, um, concise, and uh, I don't know how else to describe it. Just a more positive experience dealing with a hospital than there. The, the way they took care of us and her, even though it was bad news, yeah. they. It was like kid gloves. That that place, the way it runs, it runs like a, a top. You we, know? we had the same experience too. Bad news, but however, you're 90 miles away from the the best cancer hospital. Right, in you the should world. go. You might as well go. Yep. And uh, I, I give you all the credit in the world for for uh, raising the the money that you have. God bless you for being out on the course uh, all day like that. But at the end of the day, it's always worth it. And how can somebody donate money uh, to, to for this and and sign up for this? Yeah, it's it's very rewarding. Uh, but as I said, there we have the event that night. Uh, I I do all the dirty work. I go out there and play all the golf. If people would like to uh, purchase a ticket for the event, they can go on Eventbrite. Uh, we're selling tickets for the event for thirty five dollar donation. Uh, Ken O'Neill, Don the Dust Golf Marathon, and uh, also there is a link on Facebook uh, for the Ken O'Neill, Don the Dust Golf Marathon. It'll be on the Chickabee Country Club uh, Facebook page also. And, and we can share that for you as well on our uh, Facebook page. That'd be great. Uh, Mike O'Neill, we appreciate the time this morning. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. It's uh, 8.35. We've got news coming up next at Rock 102. Every day is a good day with new Duncan Rap. Rock 102. It is 837 at Rock 102. It is time for news, uh, which is brought to you by Aquapump, the expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house and only in Stafford, Connecticut. And now, lo- local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Well, thank you, Marty. Thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, we have uh, we have some news out of uh, uh, the deer ticks or the ticks. What? Ticks or jerks. Oh, I. Yeah. I- you, I see. I yeah. I thought you meant like Tourette's ticks, like when you said ticks. A meat allergy, okay, caused by a certain tick bite, is affecting hundreds of thousands of people uh, across the United States. It's a real serious problem, especially if you like cheeseburgers. Said John, uh, Dr. Uh, Jonathan Bayak, president of Allergy and Immunology 
Associates of New England. A strange and very specific allergic reaction caused by a certain species of tick has people talking. It's called alpha-gal syndrome, and it can cause an anaphylactic shock to those who eat red meat after being bitten by a lone star tick. Uh, allergists have known about this syndrome for about 20 years now, but cases have been primarily in the southern and midwestern states. Now, although the numbers are too over, aren't too overwhelming, it's starting to become more prevalent here in uh, western Massachusetts. As the ticks get close up, uh, get close to us up here in New England, it's become more of a problem. So I have several patients who I've diagnosed with it. I'm sure I'll see several more in the years to come. What exactly causes alpha-gal syndrome? Bayek explained that the alpha-gal protein is a cross-reactive. Cross-reactive means it's not the same thing as beef, pork, and lamb, but it's got similar structures to it. In turn, this can potentially create allergic antibodies in someone who is bitten by a lone star tick. Well, if you want my take on this, Steve, I'll be happy to tell you I, I'm not a medical doctor, but I've recently been informed about the medicinal origins of ketchup. Yeah. So I highly recommend putting some ketchup on your cheeseburger. Try to stay safe out there. You know, I remember when my kids were little and they cuz they put used to put ketchup on everything cuz yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. children do. No, no, everyone people. Everyone and uh people. the cheap ketchup, you know, the ketchup from Price Right? Yeah. Their mouths, their entire mouths would start like swelling up from like an irritation <laughs> from the yeah. red ketchup. And, uh, you know, at first you can't figure it out, and then you're like, wow, it must be the damn ketchup that's causing that thing. That's, uh, See, this is why yeah. ketchup is so dangerous, Marty, and you shouldn't be putting it on your hot dog or nor anything else. Listen, you go out there, you get yourself some of that Hunt's organic or some of that uh, mm -hmm. Heinz organic with no corn syrup. That's the stuff. That's the that's good the stuff. That's the good stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Take that alpha gal right out, maybe. I'm not sure. I can't say that that's uh, really actually medically factual at all. I'm not a doctor, nor do I make any claims or warrants over the medical ability of ketchup. Okay. Uh, <laughs> when we saw smoke from wildfires in Canada here in Western Mass recently, a local firefighter saw the damage firsthand. Davy Jones. Oh, from the monkeys? Well, his name is David Jones, but yeah, I can't I like see David it. Jones. Yeah. Uh, he re recently went to work on a trip, uh, on a work trip to Canada, but it's not what you think. It was a compact that uh, went up to uh, Qu Quebec to help fight the wildfires that have been taking over that province, said Jones, a wildland firefighter uh, for the Massachusetts Department of uh, Conservation and Recreation. For over two weeks, he and other firefighters from New England worked with Canadian firefighters to battle the flames. He played an essential role in keeping them from rekindling. He also uh, sang tunes for everybody in the middle of fire. <laughs> Girl, look at what you've done to me, me and my whole world. Uh, that's you went that whole way just for Davy Jones, didn't you? Well, I'm the president of his uh, Fillmore Junior High School fan club. <laughs> well, listen, it's, I'm going to say this. And he's going to be performing at the dance. <laughs> this is for those Canadian listeners out there. We're tired of it. We're tired of your fire. Get it under control. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, can I do a new story or no? Yeah, go for it. All right, because I, I felt like I really wanted to. This one really jumped out at me. Uh, it reminded me of a conversation we had yesterday. Man who broke into women's homes and rubbed their feet while they slept arrested. All right. A man has been arrested after breaking and entering into women's homes and rubbing their feet while they slept in a series of disturbing events that escalated in nature, police say. 
The incidents began last month on consecutive nights from July 1st to July 3rd. So really only a good three-day run there. Uh, when Douglas County Sheriff's Office in Nevada received reports of an adult male who entered two state-line resort condominiums by, by, un- by opening unlocked screen doors of homes and then positioning himself at the foot of the woman's bed, and then he would begin rubbing their feet while they slept, according to the statement posted, posted on social media. Each female awoke from their sleep as the subject was rubbing their feet. Once awake, the females confronted the male subject, and he fled the scene. On foot. Yeah. He suffers from mitosis. (laughs) What what is with the foot guys? What is with that whole fetish thing with the foot guys? Every story needs a heel, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Stupid puns. Yeah, can can you imagine, though, just waking up to that? Like, some guy rubbing your feet. That's disgusting. Yeah, I don't don't get the foot thing. I don't even like touching my own feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let alone uh, yeah. somebody else touching them. Do you ever like? I can if I see a picture or if I, I see a woman and it has, she has cute feet, I can be like, "Those are cute feet." But I've never thought to myself like, mm, "Look at those." Oh feet. man, I want to yeah. just munch on those for hours. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. I get the boob thing. You know what I mean? Like uh, if they have nice boobs, you go, "Oh, those are nice boobs." Uh, that's kind of a thing, right? But you don't see feet. I don't know. That's not in that department to me. You know. You ever, you ever see the uh, the ones where the guys uh, get their jollies from uh, chicks who kick them right in the right in the uh, the moose knuckle, if you will? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I've seen. This goes back to that whole thing about Thanksgiving. <laughs> I saw. I saw um, one of those uh, videos. We'll say uh, instructional videos uh, yeah. for adult entertainment purposes only. Uh, where the guy was uh, getting his, uh, uh, how do I say this medically, junk, uh, his junk stepped on by high heels. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's like one of these, yeah. these fetish things. That get, uh, they like the pain. I don't, I, what? I don't, that doesn't make Yeah, they makes, like pain, I guess, so much that uh, that doesn't seem like the kind of pain I'd want to be put in, though. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, you, maybe you bite me or something on uh, my man. arm or whatever. I don't know. You know what you think of? It's like, why doesn't that guy go get a vasectomy? And just when they're like, uh, now here comes the anesthesia. No, no, no. I don't need the anesthesia. I'll take this one straight. (laughs) No chaser, please. Yeah. She's my soul sister. (laughs) That's why I like her so much. She's so cute with her little feet. Yeah, just check them out. Those guys are weird. It's a weird dude. You're a Pioneer Valley. We have a guest to uh, to attend uh, to here in a second. Oh. So we got to do the Pioneer Valley forecast today. Is going to be uh, uh, cloudy to start, then sunny this afternoon with a high of 77. Tomorrow, uh, cloudy with a high of 82. It is uh, 69 giggity. in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Every sport. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 852 in Soundgarden on Rock 102. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be cloudy to start, then sunny this afternoon with a high of 77. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 82. It is 71 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, The ninth annual Daniel Federici Memorial Golf Tournament is uh, happening on August 26. And here in the studio is uh, former uh, East Longmeadow selectman and agitator, (laughs) <laughs> Paul Federici. Uh, good morning, Paul. Good how morning. are you? How are you? Well, you were always the agitator on well, the, uh, I, the select Well, that's how I got board. on the show in the first place. <laughs> a, a little event back in 2016. So. Um, <laughs> hard to believe uh, ninth annual uh, yeah, well, as we talk about things. I tell and, people it's a ninth tournament. What happened was my son passed away eight years ago, July 
13th. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine had a had a tournament scheduled at Franconia that September, and he gave me the date. So we literally had the first tournament less than two months after my son passed away. And the first couple of years, it was for the benefit of his children because he had left behind a wife and three kids. Right. And uh, then once they sort of got settled, then we said, why don't we turn this, you know, it's the old lemons into lemonade, but yeah. in a more tragic sense, you know. So why don't we turn this into a positive? So we started um, we started a nonprofit, and we have we give out scholarships at Eastland Middle High School, and we give out a scholarship at St. Mary's Academy, which is where Dan went also. And this past year, we were fortunate enough to give out $8,000 worth of scholarships at the high school, and another and another 1000 will be going to St. Mary's. And I think over the last four years, we've given out like thirty thousand dollars in that neighborhood so and we're hoping to grow it that's awesome and you know and you know what you you know you talk about tragedy and unfortunately uh you know your son passed away in a a car in a car crash um but even through through tragedy uh, you know the the memory and love still goes on by by spreading this uh with these donations and with these uh, things that and programs that that you Yes. Donate to yes. uh, afterwards. Yep, and we we keep his memory alive. Obviously, was well, we'll never forget him. Obviously, but you know our friends and stuff, and and just the general public. And also, when we have our golf tournament every year, there's there's uh, people that play in that tournament. That I I said it when Dan passed away. I said I I lost a son, but I gained three because there were three of his friends that were very close. Um, and and they're playing this year. And uh, we've had people who played all nine years, you know, regardless of COVID, because we never stopped it. Yeah. We did, you know, we had a very, I mean, we usually have, right now we have 30 foursomes signed up already, and, you know, we're looking for 36, and I don't think that's going to be a problem. But if, if anyone wants to get in, make sure they contact me. Yeah, and how, <laughs> and how would somebody sign well, up for uh, I know when this. I first started this, yeah. I was told not to do this, but my cell phone number <laughs> is 413-537-0493. Uh-huh. No drunk dialing, please. But anyways, um, you can call me. Um, my email address is pfederici57 at gmail.com. So uh, you can get in touch with me either way if you want to if you want to play. And also, we we need raffle prizes, baskets, gift cards. We do a um, every year we do a basket that's a local basket, which is small gift cards from a bunch of businesses in East Long Meadow. And everyone's been great, but you know we can always use more. So if you got a you know ten dollar twenty dollar gift card from an East Long Meadow business. We put them all together, and it ends up being a prize that's you know worth maybe three, four hundred bucks. So, um, you know, so that we try to get, we try to be a little bit original. So, I don't know. well, I, but, but yeah, I mean, most people just want to come out and have a yes. nice day with friends and family yes. and enjoy a, a nice day of golf, and then mm-hmm. you got the dinner afterwards as well, yes. right? Yep, with all the all the raffles and stuff like that. Uh, again, uh, your cell phone number, please. Four one three. Yeah, five three seven. Zero four nine three, and you yes. also have a uh, a Facebook page. Uh, yes, uh, I have a Daniel... Facebook page, and the and the the uh, foundation has a page. Our golf tournament has a Facebook page. That's a nine three. Is it? What's that? Nine three is the last two digits. Yeah, it's actually on the uh, Daniel Federici yeah. Memorial Golf yeah. uh, Tournament oh. page on Facebook. Well, I just wanted to make sure before yeah. I, I just sent him a picture of my boobs and yeah. my feet. Okay, well so, there you go. That's yeah. good. That's good. <laughs> Tell me what you think could, of those puppies. Could be worse. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's he's sending you pictures of ball washing at the, at the, uh, at the golf at the golf tournament. <laughs> Uh, Paul Federici, we always appreciate the time. Well, I and, uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, a- anytime, and, uh, and and best of luck with the tournament again Thank this you. year. Uh, Thank you. It's, uh, it's 8.56 with Max and Nagel and Marty Caproni in Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock.